Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows firsthand how VR training platforms like ForgeFX can help meet the demand for skilled workers. Anywhere you go look, there's going to be a shortage of welders. VR training can help welding students learn the skills they need to begin and advance in their career. The beauty of virtual reality is it simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Explore more stories like Alex's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by the Armchair All-Americans as part of the Armchair Media Network. The NFL Combine is officially over. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the third fastest three-cone time among edges at the Combine. And with me, as always, is AJ Spark Above Tape Marchese. Athletic testing is the only thing that matters. Today, we're going to break down all the best and worst defensive performance at the 2020 NFL Scouting Combine. Let's hit it. Seven rounds in heaven with my baby. Going out to Vegas, maybe. Looking for a young or a Don't draft a running back on the first day. Don't draft a running back on the second day. Maybe draft one on the third. Or don't. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. And we're back. What a song, AJ. Round of applause, everyone. Thank you, thank you. I can't wait till we get another new one. Fuck, really, really pushing me, eh? Yep, and I've heard, well, I mean... I can't wait till we get the newer, newest one after the new one, where it's like, draft Trevor Lawrence in the second round or something. I uh, always got to find new up-and-coming country talent, Rob. That's my full-time gig here. Yes. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway, much like the last show, but instead it's defense. Other than that, it's basically the same thing. It's the same thing, yeah. Um, hey, Combine's over. How's it feel, AJ? Empty. Sad. For, okay, before we super dive in. <laughs> yeah. Morning or night? We're done a full, uh, a full combine of the new schedule. Gun to your head, which do you take? I like sleeping in, but the morning just feels right. I, that's my takeaway, too. Like, um, and, and again, for me, uh, on the Thursday and Friday when I was at work, it like... I, I could like secretly watch don't tell my bosses uh for like the two hours until i had to go home like they sent me home from work because it was over and then i watched that at home but uh ultimately like i love waking up and, like you're kind of groggy getting ready for the combine rich rich and dj in the booth it just feels right to do it in the morning i think it does and like you, you walk right into the 40s i don't know it, yeah it it does feel right and then Again, like the agents and players have concerns about the nighttime stuff. Yeah, so that no, also hurts. I, I would not be surprised if they switch it back. Apparently, the I think they only released the the ratings for the Thursday night, and it was like three hundred thousand people, which isn't much better than the average Saturday, I believe. So, and why? Like, like in, why in context, would it be? Yeah, I don't know. Like in context, the the AAF premiered last year to like four hundred fifty thousand people on. FLR, oh my so. God! Here we go. You're pushing the AAF on us again. <laughs> Look, why did it fall? 
I'm just saying, more people watch that than, than the Thursday Night of the Combine. Yeah, the so. Combine's very... Spe- like, we are obviously watching it all, but yes. we have diehard friend, like diehard football fan friends who don't, like, wouldn't watch it. And, like, why, and why should like they? T- because it's not really... It's a very specific thing to a specific group of people, and that specific group of people is going to watch it no matter when it is. Absolutely. And it felt like a lot of people were still watching the XFL Saturday and Sunday. And also, like, it's a very good Twitter event where, like, you can just look at Twitter and see yeah. a guy run a four three nine or whatever. For sure. So, yeah, yeah. It's really just for the, the hardcore fans. Not that we're still hardcore over here, but... Like that School of Rock know. song. That's one of my favorite songs, really. Well, everybody's favorite song. Um, <laughs> anyway... Oh, also, one yeah. more po- positive of morning is you can actually do stuff on at nighttime. But, like, yeah, because it's at night now, like, that's all you're doing. Yeah, and, like, you, you know, like, it's like, oh, I couldn't do anything Friday night. The combine goes to 11 or Saturday night and really ended at, like, 9.30. And I also felt like, I feel like less of a I'm doing nothing when it's in the morning. Like, when you, because, like, the, this first four hours, I mean, it's the morning. You know, it's, it, it doesn't it count is. as not doing anything. Versus when it's the afternoon, I, ooh, it's uh, I've been on the couch for eight hours watching guys around. No, it does. It feels longer when it's in. Uh, it is true. Although I did appreciate how goofy the broadcast started to get when it like got later in the night. <laughs> that's you no. Know that's my main reason that I want the draft to just be the full Saturday when Rich and Mayock used to just descend into oh, madness by the fifth the round. Best. Just <laughs> the best. I actually, I, I actually do miss the. No, first I, 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 I totally is, agree. But this is objectively better, right? Oh yeah, Hun- Thursday, Friday, Saturday, hundred percent better. But Just it's nostalgia. like, yeah, like looking back, like I don't know the first, the first draft I really remember is the Jake Long, Chris Long draft. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it's, uh, it's nice to reflect back. My, mine was 06. I remember freaking out when the Texans announced like the night before the draft that they were taking Mario Williams, and not Reggie Bush. That was my big moment. That was a big moment. Anyway, let's talk about this year's <laughs> draft class. Uh, it's not going to top 06, Rob. It doesn't matter. We'll save, we'll save it for uh, next step. Um, <laughs> okay. Follow that one away. Uh, okay. Let's talk some overall winners. Much like the offense, I think there's pretty clearly an overall winner with the defense. Um, yeah, Isaiah Simmons. Yes, when you're... 6'4", first of all, he came in, not that we thought he was going to come in small or anything, but I I thought he'd be more like 6'3", maybe 220, 230, but he came in at 6'4", 238, then ran a 4'39", jumped out the gym, uh, and just, it was also swaggy that he ran the 4'39", he's like, I'm not doing a second one. Like, that's just, like, why would you? That's always the right move. 100%. If you ever run sub four, four you know what the, especially at that position. You know what the issue is, though? I think a lot of guys, like, because obviously you're running faster training and uh, on the side, like a hand watch, generally speaking. So I think a lot of guys think they're faster than they are. So let's say you go out there, you you run a, a, a four, four, five. Like, that's a great mm-hmm. time. But in, in training, you were running like a four, four, one. Yeah. And now you go out again, you run a four, five flat. Like, you know that's what I mean? Like, that, I know, that's like, why I think that happens. Like Kyle Duggar was disappointed with his initial like four five, and that's where he said he he was running four threes. 
closed at a four four nine, which is obviously a great time. But yeah, it's, no, that's I, why I think you got a point. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, Isaiah Simmons overall winner, and obviously he was he was considered a top twelve lock. He wasn't getting past the Raiders at twelve entering this week. Yeah. Uh, I think mo- most people thought he'd be a top ten pick. He obviously solidified that status, and now it's really the the question becomes: Did the Giants take him at four or an offensive tackle? And I think that's kind of the the most fun mystery of the the NFL draft right now. It, I don't know. I don't know if it's the most fun mystery, like the quarterback stuff. Is well, very, I, I very just fun. To, to me, like Burrow's going one, two is going three to whoever trades into it. I, I think like you know to some extent who those first three picks are going to be. That's why I think they, yeah. it's fun at four. With They're going to be... I think Edelman's going to take off. It's a lineman, but... I do, too. Um, it's linebacker a, a is fully sure. possible. They they need it, yeah. And uh, the question kind of becomes... Jedrick Wills. Tristan Wirfs, I think, is in that conversation for sure now. Yeah. Um, like, it's Gettleman. I wouldn't be surprised if it's Makai Becton. Me neither. That's 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 again. That's another part of the, you're right. The pick four is intriguing because it could be any of those tactics. And uh, as I like to do, I'm stealing content. The Athletic wrote a Mike Sando for the Athletic wrote an article today where he had a GM do a top ten mock, and that GM had Andrew Thomas going forward to the Giants. I love Mike Sando. That's a good shout out, Rob. Thank you. Well, he's yeah, he's great. I mean, the Athletics. The only people they're missing from having the best staffer is us. So. Sandoz was a great beat writer for uh, Seattle. Seahawks. I know. I know. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, so I think the, the Isaiah Simmons just, he lived up to the hype and, it, um, like, essentially exceeded it. I think, he ex- yeah, he exceeded it, for sure. And now it legitimately becomes a question, does he end up going fourth overall? I wouldn't do it, given given the options of Worfs, Wills, and Simmons. Uh, I, I would take the linebacker behind the tackle, but... Uh, I think they, it's very interesting. He's the ultimate defensive weapon for today's NFL. You can line him up anywhere in the bat, like essentially anywhere in the bat. He's Derwin James, but linebacker form. Pretty much, yeah. And obviously James shouldn't have slipped to 17. And Simmons isn't getting out of the top 10. So. Yes, they will not make that mistake again. Um, another winner, I think Jeff Okuda just came in, did exactly what he had to do. Top five prospect looked like the perfect corner. He just he just built so well for a corner. Um, yeah, six one two oh five. Then you know he jumped great. He, he hit the box in the forty. Then he got hurt, but uh, before that he looked like the best corner on the field. Yeah, he was the um, the the one drill, um, the back pedal and flip your hips drill. Yes, it was ridiculous how clean he was. It's teaching tape. Exactly. Like I think that especially with corners, I. Corners and receivers, I find their on-field the most interesting because it is, like, nice to see that a guy can consistently, like, flip his hips. He's got them oily hips, crisp footwork, um, and, and seeing the fluidity, I guess. I'm a big fan of seeing that, and, like, certain DBs definitely check that box, and he was clearly one of them. I agree. I think like I think corners over receivers too. Yeah, no, I, I would rather watch the DBs uh, work out than any other position at the combine. Plus, we get uh, we always get Dion commentating. So makes yeah, that J- Jamal Adams also a nice pickup. He was good. Yeah. Uh, and who do you have any winners? No. Yes. Maybe. <laughs> of course, I got winners. I got too many winners. You throw me. I first of all, I, I feel like I have more guys listed on the defense than I had for our offense for uh, our little like categories here. Um, 
I do too. And I think it's because a lot of the top guys didn't really, or not a lot, but a handful of them didn't necessarily live up to some of the hype. Mm-hmm. And then some, just there was more guys who kind of came out of nowhere. I was about to say, I have a ton of guys into, like, the quietly strong category that, like, I could throw in, like, potential risers yeah, and stuff. Yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, throw me a winner. Jeremy Chin. Yes. Coming in at 6'3", 221, 445, jumping 41, jumping 11.5. Like, that's just, that's nuts, too. He's he's the Isaiah Simmons in, on day two. Yeah, he locked himself, I think, into that day two pick now. Uh, Agreed, yeah. He's a very interesting case where I wonder if some teams will view him as a linebacker and if some will view him as a safety or like the Isaiah Simmons yeah. hybrid type, like you mentioned, the day two Isaiah Simmons essentially. Yeah. Like, he also quietly had a pretty, uh, among a safety group that wasn't impressive outside of Kyle Duggar, really, at the Senior Bowl. Chin, I think, was the second best guy there. And uh, I wonder how high he will go. Like, if he ends up going top. 50 even because of what he could be i th- i think that there's a chance of that he he's i mean he's a freak of nature um and i think with the right team like i personally would love to see him kind of transition to a will linebacker role mm-hmm. and just get that athleticism even closer to the line of scrimmage uh but again with a guy like him fit is so important to get the most of him that's why i really hope isaiah simmons goes to a creative defensive coordinator Exactly. Yeah, I was about to say both of them. Like they, they need. Well, they don't need it. They're a great football. Oh, Simmons is a machine. He's going to be great anywhere. But you just want them both to be <laughs> with a really creative guy. Because if it's not, it's just you're not using them to their potential. No. Uh, I'll stick with DBs from small schools. Kyle Duggar, obviously another yeah. role, overall winner. You already mentioned he's four four nine forty. Uh, he jumped at the gym. He's. Was again, I, I mentioned how great he was at the senior bowl. I'm not going to be surprised when he goes in the first round. I was about to ask you that question. I, I think, like, right now, if I were to bet, I would say he's a first round pick. Yes. Uh, I, especially in a weaker safety class where he has, I mean, he is the most upside, I think, of the safety group. I mean, again, I know not everything's the combine, but we didn't see Delpit. Uh, McKinney got hurt, obviously. Uh, Ashton Davis didn't test. It just kind of all fell in Kyle Duggar's lap, and then he just knocked it out of the park. Yeah, and he's just kind of built to be that perfect tight end eraser, especially in a league yeah. where tight ends are becoming more athletic. Like, the guy who can actually cover a Kittle or a Kelsey one-on-one down the field. And when you watch his tape, I did two more games today. Uh, and It's just so easy to, like, the classic throw on a small school guy's tape. Yeah. You don't need to know who he is. You'll find him if he if he's worth a while. And mm-hmm. he instantly is popping. It's ridiculous how explosive he is and how easy he makes it look at that level. Um, I don't know how early he'll go, but I would like mid mid to late twenties. I wouldn't be surprised whatsoever. I feel the same way. Uh, you got more winners? Yeah, I'll go with Antoine Winfield Jr. sticking at the uh, DB position. Okay, okay. Five nine two oh three, like fine. Four four five that killed it. That, that I think I, that's the big thing. Everyone was uncertain how fast he would run uh, overall. Exactly. I, I yeah. would have been happy with anything under four five five. Uh, obviously, he exceeded that by a mile. Um, and, and he's that kind of in that honey badger nickel mm. safety play him all over the place role. Yeah, for sure. And again, like he he killed it on the field. Uh, 
second round pick locked, I think. How high do you think he goes? If he falls to my Steelers at 49, I'll be a happy <laughs> I think boy. He's a, yeah, I think he's a top 50. Yeah, player. I think he is too. For sure. Um, this it, It's interesting. It's going to be really interesting to see how these safeties fall. Because like you mentioned, Delpit didn't test. McKinney got hurt. Uh, mm-hmm. Ashton Davis didn't test. And then it's like Chin, Duggar, Winfield all blew up the combine. Yeah. And, yeah, just – I, I I can't wait to really kind of clean up my safety rankings, go back through some of these guys. Um, but, yeah, Win- Winfield's one of the funnest players, I think, of the draft. For sure. Uh, who else you got? Sticking with the DBs, I, I mean, the DB group, not not like, not like that they – we knew how deep and talented the corner group was. Yeah. And then we mentioned those three safeties. But, like, I don't know. I thought the DB again. I I love DBs at the combine. So I threw CJ Henderson down. He just I think he solidified himself as the number two corner in this draft. Yeah, I think he did too. Uh, he's like a low key riser, like getting from that like twenty average to that high. Sorry, that low teen probably. Yeah, pick. yeah. DJ mocked him eleven to the Jets today. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like four three nine. That's first of all, he's big. He's six one two zero four. I think people forget that him and Okuda are the same size. Yeah, no, you're right. Because you just kind of assume that, not assume, but you forget. Like, you think he's smaller, exactly. Jumped really well. And then on field, probably the second best corner after Okuda. Yeah, I'd say so. He's so smooth and fluid. and He's so natural in man coverage. Outside of, obviously, the concerns around his tackling, which is a, it's, it's a major concern for sure. Um, we saw yeah. that hurt Greedy Williams last year. But he is, a lot, I think, a lot cleaner on tape than Greedy Williams was in coverage. Um, and he, I don't know. I just see Marcus Peters when I watch him. Wow. Yeah, that's that's fair. I, I respect that. Um, I have a bunch, but like, I, maybe I'll save them for later categories. I'll go with Kenneth Murray next. Okay, good. You hit him. I'll hit one more, and then we'll move to the next. Okay, I got more, and I'll just save. Him I for later I almost feel like Kenneth Murray's great combine was overshadowed, just partially because obviously Isaiah Simmons is a freak of nature. Yeah. Uh, um, partially because he obviously he he kind of pu- he pulled his hammy on uh, yeah. his second forty, and uh, we can get to see him the rest of the day. And then also because the linebackers in general ran really well. They did. It was like <laughs> having them after that defense uh, after that edge group was just uh, like night and day. Yeah, <laughs> it's just so much more fun. That like you came away feeling good about the linebacker group as well, and it's just the opposite for the edge group. I, I don't even want to talk about the edges. Anyways, you're right though. <laughs> Overshadowed, four five two. Like like you said, he ran great, uh, jumped really well. Uh, yeah, um, just overshadowed by Isaiah Simmons, and like you said, just kind of dragged down because the group is so good in general on the field. And the thing about the linebacker class is like I for me he's clearly linebacker. Uh, like I I think. You get the upside with Patrick Queen, but what what would like the argument basically is there's more upside with him, but why? Kenneth Murray's as good an athlete, bigger, um, has yeah. more obviously more college production, was a starter for multiple years, great leader on and off the field. Like I, I don't know, Kenneth Murray just screams like a culture changer to me. I think the Raiders would love him. And for sure. It, it, to me, it's gonna be really interesting if they're sitting there at nineteen with him and Queen on the board, and, like, linebackers are obviously need, let's say they get Jerry Judy 12, that's a really interesting situation for them, and I, I don't know, for me, I, I would take Kenneth Murray uh, for what he adds 
in terms of locker room and just leadership ability. Uh, yeah, because like you said, uh, like he, he killed the interviews all week, apparently. Yeah, he's becoming uh, a guy who I've totally flipped on. Obviously, over the summer, you liked him, I think, a lot more than I liked him. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think he cleaned up a lot of stuff on tape uh, this year. Um, but now he's a guy I'd be banging the table for. Respect. You're welcome to the team here. Oh, you're, this is Kenneth Murray your son? My son, Kenneth Murray, yeah. Uh, okay, last one for... I, I didn't want to say Last that. one for overall winners, because uh, we have not very mentioned uh, really any defensive linemen. I only have one here, so go for it. Justin Matabuke? That is the one I have. He, I think, he is really interesting. Well, in general, the interior defensive line, like, they were, I, I think they were pretty impressive for what the stuff we did they see um, yeah. some three cones kind of hurt the rest of certain guys days uh, yeah. but they ran well Justin Matabuke is kind of the only guy who had that complete dominant combine for in defensive line in general the edge group you already mentioned sucked so yeah. Um, yeah. and obviously after Derek Brown uh, after we didn't get to see um, Javon Kinlaw and yeah. then Neville Gallimore is generally considered the third guy. It's pretty open. And I think it was most have it in, in some order, uh, Blacklock, Matabuke, Jordan Elliott. And I think yes. Matabuke has clearly got more juice than everybody else. And is all of a sudden, I, I'm a big Ross Blacklock guy, but Matabuke is really interesting. And just he quietly almost was a winner. Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And, like, quickly going to Jordan Elliott. I know he's been, like, a like a slow and steady riser, and he just kind of got overshadowed by some of these guys. Yeah, I'm not a big Jordan Elliott guy. I am a big Ross right. Blacklock guy. Uh, and Blacklock had a good good show. Yeah, I, his three-cone kind of hurt him. But, uh, I mean, Neville Gallimore's – everyone's three-cone this year sucked. I don't know what's going on with that. Um, But, yeah, I, I think Matabuke kind of – he might be a f- top fifty pick now after this type of combat. I, I was I was about to ask top forty pick, and I think that's very possible too. Yeah, um, I'm really interested to see if Neville Gallimore goes in the first round. He, he he's kind of polarizing. So like uh, we're gonna do biggest disappointments next. He he's not my biggest one, but he's on my list. If you want Neville Gallimore, like that. just just like like I don't think it was a bad outing. Like the four seven nine was wow. But just when we expected to, him to smash the agility stuff, and it was like in the it, I know it was so bad, but I almost no, I don't know if this is uh, the correct way to view it. I almost didn't ding guys as much f- for poor agility as I normally would have because so many guys were so poor. You know what I mean? I think you're you're right that we shouldn't, but I, I'm still an asshole. Well, but I, I, it's not even that we shouldn't. Like we probably should. Uh, there's some conspiracies about the agility. Um, there is, but also, to me, the conspiracies are kind of strange when other guys are are dominating it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like Denzel Mims, one of the best cones. Yes. Like, so I mean, I mean, I think Galmar's going to go to the pro day in Oklahoma and clean it up big time. But I just, it was just kind of sucky to see. And like, like the four seven nine was yes. great. So there's bigger disappointments though. So uh, yeah, my biggest disappointment is AJ Epinesa, a guy who mine too, Rob. A guy who I think both of us had in our top fifteen, and you love the tape, and it's like the big question on tape is what's how, how is his athleticism overall? Like 
He doesn't okay, he doesn't have a ton of bend. Yeah. He's not the most explosive guy, but he's so technically sound with his hands. He's got nice length. He's got great power. But then you go out and run a five oh four. And he, he, he also came in, not that like I wanted him to come in heavier or anything, but six five two seventy five he played or he was listed heavier than that. So he dropped weight, I'm assuming, to run the forty. And then he does that and it's like I don't know I don't know if you can justify taking that guy in the first round. There's just I don't I don't wanna be that guy. Like I'm still gonna have him top thirty on my board or whatever. It's just there's a lot more questions surrounding taking him now. He's a faller, for sure. I, I, again, I still think he's a first-round guy. Um, jumped meh. His cone was average. So, like, it's not like after that bad 40, he cleaned it up in any way. The on-field stuff was kind of okay. But even then, like, the like the, the cone drill... Um, sorry, the, the loop drill. Didn't think that was very clean from him either. So, no. I, it just... Yeah. Uh, like also, the, like, also, sorry, quickly. Yeah. The loop drill's the best. Yeah, loop drill. Figure 8 drill. Sorry. sorry, yeah, figure 8. The, the two giant hula hoop drill. Um, the, that drill, like the ba- that drill, and the Deuce Staley drill are now my favorite drills. Great, great additions for sure. Like he killed. Well, like he looked good doing the stuff we know he looks good. Like the heavy hands, hitting the bags and stuff. Which it's bag drills. Like you're not gonna look that amazing anyways. But like, yeah, the the agility stuff. You kind of just saw the lack of bend and athleticism. Yeah, and now it's like if the Falcons. Let's say the Falcons are sitting there at sixteen, and they're debating him or Chase on. It's pretty hard to justify taking the significantly worse athlete over the freak yeah and so yeah i think he'll fall i don't think like i still think he'll go top 40 he'll still be a top 30 guy for me i'm assuming mm-hmm. um but this is a guy who we thought could be a top 10 pick i don't know three months ago yeah so it's interesting i adding to that i mean Derek brown isn't gonna slide slide but i threw him down as Excuse a big me. disappointment He's my second choice. Yeah, like, like does he get out of the top ten? I have a hard time seeing him getting out of the top. He to me, he's still a very, very safe pick. At the end of the day, you're getting a guy who's just going to be a monster against the run. Uh, maybe he's not going to be the most uh, dominant passer. Like, I feel really good about my Akeem Hicks comp on him, and I think you know what mm-hmm. happened. He was obviously really dominant this year at Auburn. Um, and then the hype kind of went too far. Like, he was getting the Ndamukong Su comps from big media. Do people forget how dominant an athlete Ndamukong Su was and how dominant he was in his final year at Nebraska? It's like, to compare anyone to him is pretty crazy. Uh, and, and so, I, I don't think Derek Brown was ever the pass rusher he was. So, I think, yeah, I think Derek Brown ends up going in the top 10 still for sure. Uh, I just think people have to understand he's not the highest ceiling player in the world but he's got a really high floor yeah no for sure like like the ceiling comes down to because like like the 51640 at 326 yeah i don't care about that fine i'm not gonna bang that but like he jumped really poor and then the the three cone was the three cones what worries you exactly but like he doesn't look unagile on tape though i know he's not like laboring uh no he's also just stupid big stupid strong um, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't think... Did people think he was going to be an 8-plus consistent sack guy? Because I think that, that you're just seeing... Not not seeing the tape wrong, but have the wrong expectations he, of his game if you thought that. 
Like he was Daniel Jeremiah's second overall player, I believe, entering the combine. On his big yeah, he, well, he's one of the guys who kept comparing him to Sue. Yeah, which I feel like the, the same way. And then we saw some reactions going to the, too far, saying yeah. like, Derek Brown's a bad football player, which is silly too. Yeah, no, I, I think that's the issue. Is you got to be somewhere in between that. And I think yeah, top ten guy, but he's not some once in a generation defensive tackle. Like he's. Yeah. No. Uh, Gone to your head. You're taking a Jeff Okuda over a Derek Brown. I think that that was should have been the take going into the draft. Like he's again, he's gonna be a top ten player on my board. Mm-hmm. So still a very good football yeah. player. Just yeah, it, it just you didn't like with, when the athleticism comes in so bad. You just don't get that upside. Yes, right, pretty much. Uh, okay. Do you have any other big disappointments? Uh no, those are actually one of my three. I, I got I got one, and he might not be on yours because you might not have been as high on him. Um, so he might be more of a slider type for you, Damon Arnett. I was a fuck. I was about to say, can I guess? And I was gonna guess. Yeah, Damon I figured. Arnett. I think I was higher on Damon Arnett than you were, uh, and I didn't think he like obviously when you watch Arnett, he, he okay, he's not Jeff Okuda athletic, but I don't think I, like he ran four five six. I thought he'd be closer to four five flat, um, and then you add in the the rumors of his uh, character issues, his immaturity off the field, and it just kind of snowballs. And in such a deep corner class, uh, there yeah. was talk about him and like maybe sinking in the back end of the first round, and now he's probably like more likely a mid second round guy. Um, yeah, no, and he he's also a guy who obvi- he he made massive took massive steps each year at Ohio State. But he's a guy who has struggled with a lot of uh, over-physicality in the past. And, like, as an Ohio State fan, I've seen a lot of Damon, like, well, I've seen all of Damon Arnett's career. And, like, he used to take a lot of pass interference uh, penalties. And mm-hmm. he cleaned it up a ton this past year. And I, I love him as a press man guy. I love his length. Uh, but you do worry about the overall athleticism now. Yeah, because he, he couldn't hold because of the club on his hand, Rob. Good joking. Pretty clever answer there, AJ. Thanks. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, no, I, definitely, a, definitely a slider. Um, Especially again, there, there I, were other big corners who ran uh, better than expected too. So, and yeah. so yeah, I don't know. It's just a really deep class in general. We didn't get to see Trevon Diggs run. Trevon Diggs is a guy who I wish we got to see run because I thought he looked pretty damn good in a lot of the on-field stuff. I, I was about to say he's my last one for quietly strong. Like you said, didn't do anything, but. Man, those ball skills he flashed. He, just, you can tell he's a former receiver. You can tell his brother yeah. is Stephon. Just so natural. Like, almost felt like he got a lot more throws in the drills away from his body and was just plucking them out of the yeah, air. Yeah, no, he looked clean. I might draft him and convert him to receiver. <laughs> Smart. I like him. Uh, okay, biggest risers. Um, I, I'm just going to rattle off. Uh, I, my number one was Antoine Winfield Jr. I stuck him here. We already talked about him. Who, uh, mm-hmm. who who you got as your number one biggest riser? So, like, of the guys we haven't mentioned, yeah, yeah. I'm with Sorry. AJ Terrell. Okay, that's who that's I have, okay. too. That's who I have, too. Yeah. Just a really clean performance. Another big corner, 6'1", 195. Then the four four two, which I didn't expect. No. I didn't think it was slow or anything, but I didn't expect that good of a time. Looked really clean on field. Like, he's potentially a first-round pick. I, I, I don't know if I have him there, but I... Th- like if you were to ask me right now, I think he'd probably be a first-round pick. So. I wouldn't be surprised if the NFL views him there. I don't have yeah, him there exactly. either, but the other thing with him is he's a really underrated tackler. Mm-hmm. So he's got that length. That's huge speed at that length. 
uh, and then you throw in like you're not worried about his physicality. I thought he yeah. he gets a little grabby in coverage, and he struggled against Ohio State. Um, he's a, he's very raw. Like I think there's a lot of upside with him, um, and especially again with this athleticism. But like I think a guy like here here comparing him and Damon Arnett's interesting because I think a um, a guy like Damon Arnett's a lot more NFL ready. Mm-hmm. But obviously, AJ Terrell's got a whole lot more upside. And yeah, and the NFL usually goes with the upside. Exactly. And like, think about Trayvon Mullen last year. We didn't think he'd go as high as he went. And I, I think yeah. that's a similar case of uh, big program guy, lots of length, lots of athleticism, yeah. uh, inconsistent on tape. But the NFL bets on themselves and in, in the, 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 they can develop that. What else is new? Uh, another guy I got here Willie Gay. Me too, Rob. He uh, he's not that like I thought he'd test slow, but he's just kind of an afterthought, right? He's a guy who was suspended, I think, five games this year. Uh, mm-hmm. Very up and down career at Mississippi State. Um, kind of never like lived up to it. Then he came out. He ran at six one two forty three. He ran four four six, jumped thirty nine inches uh, in the vert. Broad jumped one hundred thirty six inches. Like th- those are insane numbers. Like, absolute monster numbers. Like, his agility stuff was average, but, like, when you get those other three scores and the, at the at weight, over Yeah, that's, it's over 240. That's insane. Like, another guy that kind of gets overshadowed because I say Simmons is just a dominant monster. Yes. So, I think he went from a borderline draftable guy to he could go early on day three. I was about to say the same like, thing. Would you be surprised? So, when I watch his tape, I, I did a game, what, yesterday? Mm-hmm. Um, he plays so hard and like mm-hmm. physical, and you can see the explosiveness. Uh, yeah. It, but he also plays like uh, a chicken with his head cut off, like just so raw, guessing yeah. a lot. When he guesses right, it's exciting. When he guesses wrong, it's a big but. So it's I think a team at minimum you've got a guy who if you if you can get over and think you can work on the character stuff, I think he could be a really sick special teams guy. And then to do a developmental starter maybe down the road just mm-hmm. because there's so much athleticism there. And I don't think Mississippi State did him a lot of favors in, in terms of developing his uh, skill set. That's, that's a good point. I, I agree. Like, if right now, if you'd ask me, early day th- three. I think. Especially in this linebacker class, right? Like, there's not a lot yeah. of guys you love. Uh, I mean, do you, would you bang the table for any linebacker? Uh, any of the, like, kind of – the day two yeah I, I think i know someone you would especially after their quietly strong combine but like even just day two day three is there anyone you really really like not not really and like the guys i liked a lot entering the season just oh, I, i'm surprised you didn't see malik harrison because i think oh yeah i got him later yeah he's one he's one of the guys yeah but i'm just like like even like troy die faded a bit you know what i mean yeah and he like, didn't we didn't get to see him do anything um Mar- bailey. marcus bailey got hurt and yeah. Didn't get to see him do anything. Low, like two guys that I, I probably would have pounded the table for back in. Yeah, August no, Marcus or, Bailey was one of like definitely a guy yeah. I pounding the table for. And now, like you just haven't seen him. You don't know how, uh, how the knee is and what his overall athleticism yeah. is like. So I think yeah, betting on the like on day three, mid to late day three, you bet on the athletes too. So uh, you got me. Uh, you got you got me. Give me a riser. Uh, I'll keep it simple. Javelin Gitry, when you run a four two nine, and just call it, it and just call it a day. 
and call it a god. He hey, he benched twenty one though, which is pretty. Yeah, did you see that. that stat? I think he's the only guy to ever crack that run sub four three and crack twenty reps on the bench, which is cherry picked, but still impressed. <laughs> I mean, like yeah, exactly. I could have done it. I just wasn't invited. Yeah, yeah, of course. And you haven't been training, you know. Yeah, it's, it's no, but no big deal. But uh, Gidry, a guy I kind of liked in the summer, and then like. Honestly, I'm gonna be fully honest. He was just overshadowed on that Utah defense that was full of NFL guys. Um, yeah. And then I was shocked when he declared, and now he yeah. he's a, a day three developmental nickel. I'd be really interested in. Um, exactly. He plays a lot. Like he he's obviously small, five nine one ninety, but he he's a physical dude. And when you've got that type of speed, is he's very interesting. For sure, no, absolutely. Uh, we'll see. I'm gonna I'm gonna stick in the Pac-12 at nickel. Darnay Holmes. I know he didn't like yes. necessarily light up testing, but on field, Dion could not stop raving about him either. On field, he just looked great. He's just a to me. He's just especially after the Senior Bowl. He's just a feisty ass gamer, who is the yep. exact type of dude I want starting at nickel for me. He's a day two plug and play nickel. Yeah, no, I, I he was in my winners list, Rob. Um, like you said, it, like you just ran a four four eight. Like I actually expect him to be a little bit faster, but that's still a great time. And like you said, just fucking smoke the on field stuff. Dion just kept raving him, uh, raving about him. And at that a five ten one ninety five, kind of almost prototype nickel size too, right? Yeah, like, like he's, he's got just, a little more uh, height than some of the other nickel options. He's got short arms, but um, yeah. but he's got some. He, he's well, really like he. I got him for body beautiful too. I just think he fills out his frame really well. And he's just kind of sh- he's, well he's just absolutely shredded. Like his frame is maxed out. Um, I do. Do you do you want to throw one out? You just keep rotating. I, I feel like we yeah. both have so many. Uh, you know, I, I I don't have too many rides. Like I have like the guys we already mentioned, but for like these guys, I'll, I'll name my last two okay. actually. Uh, Carlos and Cleo, Davis, okay, good. baby, the Davis twins. Uh, Tur- the Davis turns twins. out they're freak athletes. I didn't expect that at all. Like I like them as football players and like late draftable guys, mm-hmm. kind of just like their motor and how, uh, how hard they play. And then, then they go in and fucking <laughs> Khalil runs a four seven five at three oh eight. Carlos runs a four eight two at three thirteen. Uh, Khalil bangs out thirty two reps. Carlos bangs out twenty seven. Like that's just monster day. Yeah, it would suck to be Carlos. Eh? Yeah, I'm a little taller, a little heavier, but Khalil's better at everything. Um, <laughs> no, well, there two guys when Darion Daniels got the call up to the Senior Bowl, mm-hmm. we questioned why why not. Like I, I have both Davises higher than him, um, yep. and we were both kind of wished it was them um but like that's not to say we thought they were this and they this is no. these are immediate like on the list of immediate sends me to the back to the tape let's investigate mm-hmm. further i also kind of love the defensive tackles who are like can win with leverage because they're just automatically not that tall like a Khalil davis when you've got that much athleticism yeah. too i just i have a thing for shorter defensive tackles i do too um, so yeah, he's probably Khalil Davis, and if 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 Khalil wasn't there, Carlos Davis would be getting more talk. <laughs> it's true. It's true. But yeah, they're they're definitely to be Carlos. Yeah, they're definitely two guys who send me straight back to the tape. Um, I also put Ross Blacklock here just because I again everyone struggled with the three cone. Seeing him come out and, and run as fast as he did and be as athletic and smooth as he is, mm-hmm. I thought that was big for him potentially being a top forty pick. Uh, yeah. 
I'll just rattle off a couple. Um, Go. Alex Highsmith, I thought, had maybe the best day of any edge. I, I, I have him on my quietly strong. I guess it wasn't that quiet, but I, yeah, I agree. Like, it would have been quiet he, if the other edges did anything. It's almost like I got more guys that risers. I just saved them for later. <laughs> uh, yeah, you're right. The edge group just did so poorly. And Alex Highsmith had a, well, came in at 6'3", 248, 4'7", flat. Uh, jumped pretty well. Agility pretty good. Like, had a really solid day. Yeah. Like, out of... Out of all the edges, it was one of the most impressive. Yeah, impressive I think him and Jabari Zaniga. That's the other guy I got written down here. Zaniga, a guy who I really like, banged up a lot at Florida. I loved his mm-hmm. inside-outside ability. Uh, they like to, to play him as, uh, at three-tech on passing downs. Um, and I didn't think, like, I didn't think he, he uh, like, I thought he was a good athlete. But it really just stood out when everyone else around him was struggling so much, and he just got, like his broad jump and his forty were awesome. Um, and he's a compact guy. I love his build: six three, two sixty four. And like I said, he can play inside, play outside. A little bit of Jabal sheared to him, maybe if you will. Maybe a little bit of Trey Flowers, but with plus athleticism, not quite as much length. Uh, I'm a big Jabari Zaniga guy, and depending on he's medicals, day two is yeah. like a very interesting spot. I love both the Florida edges, if I'm being honest. I, I like them both, too. You know what? I'll throw it just because I was kind of surprised, and he took advantage of the poor edge day. Alton Robinson probably sneaking up boards a bit. Yeah, after or a trying horrible to sneak up senior bowl. Like, <laughs> I, I did not think he was this type of athlete. No, I'll, I'll rattle it off quick. 6'3", 264, then ran a 4'6", 9", uh, verted 35 and a half, uh, brought 119 inches. Then his cone and shuttle were almost identical to Highsmith, 7'3", and a 4'3", shuttle. Um those are really great times from him, especially at, like, at 264. That's impressive. Helped himself, especially because, like, like, like we keep saying, the edges were just so disappointing. Yes, I agree. Okay, let's, let's move on. Biggest slider. Uh, my number one's Cameron Dantzler. Mine is too, Rob. Just six two one eighty eight. Lots of hype. Uh, a young, uh, a young press man corner who uh, really played well in the SEC, but ran. What was it? Four six four, four six four. Yeah, that's super worrisome. And I know, I, I, at times people were arguing, like, um, borderline first. Yes, and like him versus Trevon Diggs and things. I was never there on him, like top ten corner for me. But uh, now it's just like he's not very athletic. He just didn't look very good in general. He didn't, and like like this is like the type of performance that gets you from. In some people's eyes, like early second to possible fourth. Like I don't want to kill him that bad, but possible fourth. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, um, I also got Nick Coe here just because I still don't understand that, and he worked it with the linebackers for some reason. Why did Why did they make him do that? It just like to make him look worse. I don't. That felt sucked. Yeah, it did. Uh, to continue with our mean streak, our, our guys I like to rag on. I put Raycon Davis. Just I think the the, the fall continues like. Obviously, weighed in massive six three uh, six six three eleven, but then he just all the testing was like the five five one two four. It was fine, but yeah, everything else. Yeah, one of the like terrible twenty eight inch vert, uh, one eleven broad. The cones and was really bad. This shuttle was bad. It just he uh, seems like, like he's, he's like you, a lumbering big man. That's it. Like and like doesn't move well. Like the hype was for so long that he was big and athletic, and it's just untrue. Yes. Uh, I threw, uh, speaking of linebackers earlier, a potential 
maybe late day two, early day three linebackers. Some people liked a lot. Francis Bernard running not sub four yeah. eight. Like, and the thing with him was his his ability and coverage. Like he he plays coverage with great instincts, but when you have that, like he will. I just I can't draft that uh, until like the yeah. sixth round. I agree. I, I threw Epineza's name here too, but we uh, talked about that. I threw Trevon Hill. I did not realize how poor an athlete he is. I think yeah, that, that was, was shocking. Huge. Yeah, no. Like you can throw like everyone from the edge group. Like really, like. Uh, uh, yeah, I also put Jalen Elliott, Stanford Samuels, and Geno Stone to a lesser extent. But Jalen Elliott coming off a strong Senior Bowl, just running four eight. Uh, Stanford Samuel, I mean, just listen to Dion's commentary on it. And then Geno Stone, people were talking about him being sneaky athletic, maybe kind of getting that push up in a weaker class, and I just, he didn't really stand out. No, absolutely. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, I, like, the 4-8 was so bad, and then, which kind of double sucks is he came back and had a good 3-cone at six eight seven, but you're, like, already throwing out the window because he's running 4-8. Yes. Uh, do you have anybody else here? No, that's it. Out of nowhere, my number one is Legarius Sneed of Louisiana Tech. I don't have the same number one, but you can guess who my number one is. Is it Tanner Muse? Of course it's Tanner Muse. Come on. The 441? I couldn't believe it. It's, it's like the most shocking 40 of the whole weekend. Yeah, you take him in the first round. He's basically Isaiah Simmons, same school and almost as fast. <laughs> yeah, a little smaller, too, but yeah. Uh, Sneed, yeah, that was that was impressive. For the, the the guys who impressed, but I'm still very weary of, are Tanner Muse, uh, Isang Basie, yeah, and Derek Tezuka from North Dakota State. I watched his tape and he just didn't do a whole lot for me. He, uh, I I put Tezuka Tezuka for out of nowhere too, just because he he had such a nice, well rounded. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised. Especially. I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up in like the seventh round on a practice squad. Because when I was watching him, you like you can see the flashes of why his three cone's so good, and like you can see yeah. some of that bend and, and uh, dip ability. But it's yeah. super inconsistent, and he just kind of gets washed a lot. Yeah, like you're gonna bet like 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 the four seven nine at two fifty ones, meh. But then the the vert was in the seventy third percentile. He brought in the eighty seventh, and the three cone is in the ninety seventh percentile. So like someone's gonna bet on that, right? Yes, and the same thing with Snead. He's he's a guy who I want to dig into more because I did not realize he had that much athleticism in his game. Uh, yeah, my 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 one out of nowhere guy who I like a lot uh, as an actual day three guy uh, from tape already was Reggie Robinson of Tulsa. I put him for quietly strong. I think he had a. I agree. I like him, and he had a great combine. Yeah, he's interesting. Lots of length like, uh, too. Yeah, six one two five four four four, which I didn't expect at all. Uh, not for nothing either. Twenty two reps on the bench Heck press. Yeah. Jumped thirty six for eleven broad. That's that's a hell of a performance for a long guy. Like a lot of these long guys showed up. Yeah, for sure. Um, okay, quietly strong. I got a long list. Okay, I'll go first because we already we'll mentioned. We'll just Rudy Harris. Yeah. Okay, he's my number one as well. That's what a what a performance. That first of all, like six three two forty seven, the four six six, which is a great time for him. Uh, jumped great, and then the six eight three three cone, which is just phenomenal. I think he, I think that's where like yeah. I think he locked on. himself into that like kind of plug and play day three uh, linebacker. That yeah. I, yeah. I really want if the Ravens don't uh, removing myself as a Steelers fan from this equation first. Uh, if the if the Ravens go with let's say they go edge rusher in the first round, like I would love to see them take Malik Harrison day two and plug him inside. 
It's a nice fit. I, I was about to say, like, I kind of long said Malik Harrison's a better athlete than people say. And the 466, I'm like, okay, like, that's a good time. It, uh, maybe I'm wrong that he's not a great athlete or anything. But then he threw up that three cone. I'm vindicated, baby. <laughs> uh, sticking with linebackers, I'll throw two at you, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, Logan Wilson from Wyoming, mm-hmm. he had a really co- – like. It, it, the Logan Wilson fans were loud about his day, but uh, <laughs> in general, like they didn't talk about him a ton on the broadcast. I don't think. Yeah. Um, no, they didn't. I thought he had a really strong day, and then Davion Taylor is just a guy yeah. no one talked about his day. And to run four four nine, I know he's a smaller linebacker at two twenty eight, but to run four four nine and then his broad and his three cone were really impressive. And yeah, he's kind of almost like that. You first of all, you bet on that on day three. Is he in that Matt Milano mold, who we all know I love, or that Corey Littleton mold where yeah. you're, maybe he's not the most uh, aggressive run defender in the world, but that upside is a coverage backer? Uh, he's just a really interesting guy who I really want to dive in more on. Yeah, he was actually going to be the next name I threw out. Um, yeah, I, it almost feels like like these, these, these guys in the mid, like the mid rounds that had great combines – also kind of like overshadowed each other you know what i mean and yeah. it's just with with simmons at the top it just they kind of get lost in the shuffle even though they had fantastic combines well i mean we even met like kenneth Mur- and like patrick queen for what he did was great we haven't yeah, even mentioned him really exactly um i'll start flipping to dbs i'll go with your guy michael Ojimudia, who kind of smashed it at six one two hundred. the 445 i didn't expect jump 36 uh, 122 inch broad, and then the fourth best uh, three cone at the position. He's a press cover two corner, baby. I I think a team like the Vikings or the Panthers who kind of covet that press uh, cover two size, it's gonna like him. He was kind of up and down in the in the in the drills. Yeah, but with with all the, like a couple drops and a little sloppy, but with all that those those that yeah no like guys, he's a, he's a day size. three guy. I'd be very interested in for sure. Uh, okay, you, you named a corner. Uh, I'll stick at corner two then. Uh, Harrison Hand from Temple. That was my next one. Yeah, he another guy just kind of low-key smoked it. Really long, too. Not in height, but in arm length. Uh, yep. Yeah, just I thought he had a really great day. Uh, Jumped out of the gym. Uh, third best in both the vert and the broad at the position. 41 and 133. Like That's, that's really I'll, th- I'll throw two more DBs. Kendall Vilder and then Kavon Wallace. Yeah, uh, our boy, Kendall Hilder. <laughs> yeah, he kind of like a slow start and then looked, uh, improved the 40 and then looked like really good at times on, on the field. Yes, and I, I thought Kevon Walls for size moved really well out there. And he's a guy who can play some safety, can play some nickel, do a couple mm-hmm. different things. You know, I'll, I'll finish it off with one more DB, okay. a guy we both like, Javars Davis. When he gets sub 4-4, uh, four, four, that's always impressive. I know he's a lighter guy, but still. Jumped pretty well, like fine. I think pretty well around. It looked pretty good on the on the field too. Yeah, I like Javaris Davis. I'll throw. Okay, just, we have so many people. Two edges. One who I don't know why no one's talking about, especially when the edge group disappointed. I think this guy really exceeded expectations. Curtis Weaver. You know what? That's a good point. Maybe it's because he didn't run the forty that people are sleeping on him. You know what's weird? He he's listed at running the forty. Really. Uh, NFL.com listed him with a 40 and I think people got confused because like I'm 99% sure he didn't run a 40 um, but what stood out was his 3 count. yeah and he also was with the linebackers so I feel like people just didn't notice him as much 
No, that's a good point. I, honestly, maybe I got slept on because of that. He did have a really good day, though. Yeah, just it, just more in terms of how everyone else did, and I think most people assumed he's a horrible or not horrible athlete, but not a great athlete. I think he just like Loki had a, a interesting day in a weaker edge group, uh, and then we know I'll stand my guy forever, Jonathan Grenard. Mm-hmm. He, for sure. uh, for, no one expected him to run like a blazing forty, so I don't think it was any surprise when he didn't. Um, but I think his again in in a group where the three cones were horrible. He he hit a pretty good, a pretty uh, clean three cone. His agility in general was really good, um, yeah. and, and the arm length. He almost has thirty five inch arms. That's impressive. I, I think like both Florida uh, edges did a lot for me. Yeah, teams. to me they're both. Uh, I, I'm very high on Grenard, but like to me they're both. I think Grenard's a day two plug and play, uh, and then Zaniga is more of an interesting guy just because you're not totally sure on the medicals. But um, yeah, I think they were two of the most impressive edges. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, body beautiful. I already mentioned Darnay Holmes. Uh, my top guy's Kyle Duggar. I, I he's just so okay. well built. I, I put Jeremy Chin for the same reason. Yeah, both you absolutely both of them. They're just so I don't know. They look like prototypes, right? Yeah, no, hundred percent. I also put Jeff Okuda. For the same reason. He yeah. looks like a like he, he it, not like the Patrick Peterson where it's just ridiculous that he looks that way, but um. Jalen Ramsey-esque build, where it's just like, that's how you build a corner and a create a player. Yeah, I actually have a lot of overlap between Body Beautiful and Biggest Gym Rat. Coincidence? It, it, Probably it's, not. It, it's, well, it's, see, I put the Gym Rat as the guy you maybe less hype, not expect. Like, you just know this guy's grinding in the gym. <laughs> uh, versus, like, the Body Beautiful guy are those prototype type guys. Yeah, okay. Like, I, I got, like, Sam, uh, Isaiah Simmons for both and Jeremy Chin for both. Because, like... I didn't expect that testing from Jeremy Chin. And he, no. again, like you said, like I said, prototypical looking guy. I'm ready to Plus give the biggest, have. the biggest gym. Are we, I'm done on body beautiful. Are we on gym no, no, right now? Yeah, yeah, let's go. Okay. I'm ready to crown the, the gym rat winner of the entire combine. Okay. Let's hear it. And I know you don't know who I'm going to say. I don't know. But, but when I say, you'll be like, well, obviously Carter Coughlin. <laughs> It's Carter Coughlin. He's the biggest gym rat of the entire. How shocked were you that he ran so fast? <laughs> I was impressed. I like I like Carter Coughlin a bit. He's just your boy, so you're so happy. He is my boy. He's John Simon. I'm telling you, we got something here. <laughs> no, he, he had a good day. Like like not not thank insane. Thank you. Thank you. That's a personal compliment. It is, and it's like you got especially again the edge. I know he's a linebacker, but like. Edge linebacker guys just meh, but not him. Uh, who you have for Jim Rat? Uh, my like I said, Simmons, Chin. I, I'm okay. bad at Jim Rat. I'm not a okay. Gym guy. You know that. I'm great at it because I, I I know it's like the guys who aren't that good, but they they deserve their shout out because you know they work. Uh, James Smith Williams from NC State. Yeah, that's a good one because we haven't named it yet. I I almost just had trouble finding somewhere for him, so I'm I'll, glad you got him I'll, here. Also because he showed up at NC State as, what was it, like an 195-pound corner. Now he's a 265-pound <laughs> defensive end. That's a, good, that's a good one. Yeah, for sure. Like he's, he, he if, if Carter Coughlin didn't exist, James Smith-Williams would have been the biggest gym rat. <laughs> but for obvious reasons, Carter Coughlin wins the award. Mm, obvious, yeah. But yeah, James Smith-Williams, not a guy who, like, I, I, DJ was even talking about it. I think he had one sack this year. Yeah, no production. 
Yeah, but he's like just this is like he's the priority free agent you really want to kind of get your hands on. He he helped himself for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, okay, one drill to ruin them all. It's not his fault, but that three come from Jeff Glanny. He's I know. He's he, he's the definition. Worked out on a torn meniscus. Should have just not ran the three cone. Because other than that, he had a fantastic day. The TCU guys just don't run three cones. Literally, <laughs> all three of them. Yeah, that's good. It's good advice. Uh, but yeah, Gladney I think still helped himself a lot. I although it sounds like the NFL doesn't view him the same way as a lot of us in draft Twitter and mm-hmm. whatnot uh, does. Um, actually, quickly, mm-hmm. would you think of Christian Fulton? I thought he had a really good day. I think so, too, and he's just another guy kind of got... I thought he looked really good in the on-field work, just really clean. I actually liked when DJ kind of comped him all. I don't... You know those sheets DJ was print. I don't know what DJ was doing, but, like, where it would say <laughs> the size and, like, certain yeah. testing numbers. Uh, I, I, I didn't hate that Tredavious White talk. It's interesting. And then when I, Fulton ran, ran sub 4-5, because a lot of people question the long speed, that was huge for him. You could put him in that quietly strong category, yeah. for sure. I think, again, just there were so many impressive corners this year. Yeah, no. And it's just kind of overshadowed. Uh, anyway, um, I got one, like I already mentioned, Neville Gallimore, the, obviously you yeah. talked about the agility. Had he just not even done the agility, I think there would be so much buzz around his name right now. <laughs> You're right. Yeah, he should have saved it for Oklahoma. Uh, okay, trust the tape, not the testing. First and foremost, Derek Brown. We talked about it a lot, though. Uh, I, I like, don't throw it out completely, but 95% throw it in the garbage. Because, you know, he's a phenomenal football player, but like we talked about, just maybe the potential is not as high as people thought. Also, yeah. this is just a PSA. If anyone's looking at that 4.63 from Xavier McKinney. I, I literally put him just so this could be said. Yeah, he cramped. Ignore that number, please. At like Actually, the 25 or 30-yard line, he cramped and still ran a 4.63 or whatever. That's a good number for having a cramp the last 10, 15 yards. <laughs> yeah, I, I love the people who are like shitting on him on Twitter. And it's like it's dumb because like, you're clearly not watching. And he like, yeah, again, he pulled up like a little over halfway through. I I, I would guess he, he runs like 4.55, five, five, which is perfectly fine for him yep for sure yeah but yeah no that's funny uh yeah his tape's great I, I i mean i think he's the safest safety in the draft i, I like it sucks because now people are gonna doubt him for a terrible stupid reason so 100 percent. so the steelers can get him at 49 perfect <laughs> it's my new thing just hoping uh safeties follow the steelers at 49 even though they got they're really set with Terrell Edmonds. so Everyone's falling to the Steelers this year, yeah. I hope. Um, I, I, I hope they don't take one of these awful tight ends. Um, <laughs> Cole Komet's a Steeler, and you know it. Oh, shut up. Uh, be, best interior defensive lineman? Justin Matabuki. Yes. Still struggle with his name. Yeah. Yeah. I, it's pretty hard to pick against. I mean, you, the Davis twins together. It's tr- <laughs> yeah, that's true. It's them versus But no. Medubuke just—he's a really interesting athlete. Best edge. In a bad I, game. I cheated and gave it to the Florida Twins. Zaniga. Okay, I, I went. I went with Zaniga because I was worried that my love of Grenard was like I was just being biased about it. No, he he like a like again. It just hurts because the, the edge group was so shit. But he had a quietly good day. Thank you. I, that's a personal compliment. Best linebackers, obviously Isaiah Simmons. It's Isaiah Simmons, correct. And then I, even if we're, I was like, oh, pretend it, like it's clearly Kenneth Murray. 
Yes. I think after that, I think Malik Harrison deserves that kind of like that Ooh. third spot. But the third spot is up for uh, third spot's interesting. Like we mentioned, a lot of guys had really strong days. Yeah. Uh, best corner, Jeff Okuda. Jeff Okuda, yeah. And then C.J. Henderson. And the, yeah, for sure. No, those two uh, kind of stood above the rest. Even though lots of guys had good days. Best safety's tough because I, I personally like obviously Jeremy Chin out tested Kyle Duggar, even though Kyle Duggar put up insane numbers as well but I give it to Kyle Duggar just because I thought he looked very good on field I give it to Jeremy Chin just the nod I, but I give him I give Duggar my bigger win so I, I even it out this way and then we all give Louis Gilman some love because he picked up the garbage yeah a big shout out to Louis Gilman that, that's great yeah uh, okay the NFL Combine is officially over we've talked about a lot of names it's true now we're, we're going to return to the tape aren't we AJ we are uh, basically what we do on the show is naming names, name names, steal steal some content. <laughs> That's our thing. Yeah, talk about how every show's a superlative. <laughs> Fuck, saying it like this just makes me want to quit. <laughs> well, now we've got some train ac- action in the background of my recording, so this is a good way to end the show. Uh, tune in next week for our, or this week later in the week for our post combine mock draft. Oh, that's what we're doing this week? Awesome. 